If you have higher sales velocity, you're going to get more reviews because a certain percentage of the sales turn into reviews, but that also impacts your cash flow and your cash flow cycle and your inventory management, supply chain, all of that stuff. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know E-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 418. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and even eight figure Amazon sellers. Today, we are starting 2023 off with getting back to the basics absolutely in a recession, you want to make sure your business is as efficient as possible. So talking today to Mina Elias, founder of Trivium Group, advertising expert on Amazon. And we're going to talk about making your business as efficient as possible and getting the max out of your ad spend. Mina, welcome back to the show, man. Good to see you. Good to see you too. I'm excited to be back. I know we did a couple of episodes together before, and I'm excited to come back and share a lot of good knowledge. This topic, I think, is very relevant, like you said, because as we go into a quote-unquote recession, who knows if we are or not, but yeah. it, it, technically we are. It's uh, it's very important to also keep an eye out on your click-through rate and conversion rate because um, running ads is only half of the equation. And then there's like the whole other half of like people actually wanting to click on you and people wanting to convert. And so I want to cover just everything that I do internally on how we improve click-through rate and conversion rate and how we track it. Great. So first question, just to make sure we're really getting people's attention. What does this matter? If I just spend more money on ads, then I'm probably going to get more sales. So why do I need to worry about all these other metrics in between? Yeah. So think of it as a funnel, right? And the funnel, the top is you launch these ads and you're getting impressions. Impressions is basically the people that see you when you're, when you're like a search result loads up. So you have a product that's on Amazon. Someone types in a keyword, you show up, they see you, they don't see you. That's an impression. You load on the page and then a certain number of those impressions turn into a click. So someone clicks on you, that is your click through rate. Now, obviously the larger, the amount of the higher click through rate, the larger the amount of clicks that you get, which means more people are coming into the listing with all things being the same. If more people come into the listing, more people will convert. And then similarly, out of those people coming into the listing, if you have a hundred and your conversion rate is 10%, 10 people out of the hundred people convert. But if you can increase your conversion rate by doing different things to take that 10, make it a 20% for the same exact money that you're spending on Amazon for advertising, the same hundred people, 20 of them are now converting. So you could potentially go from an ACOS of 70% to 35% just by doubling your conversion rate. Obviously doubling conversion is not that easy, but they, there are a lot of metrics like involved in the middle from 
launch an ad, drive traffic all the way to the bottom of get that dollar. And I think one of the weird things I see on Amazon with otherwise intelligent, highly intelligent business owners is that Amazon creates a sort of profit blindness for most of us. So we get obsessed with revenue. We share it with our friends and that's all very well. And if you want to feel good about yourself, that's great. But if you want to feel really good at, about yourself at the end of your year, when you've done your taxes, you've got to get profit. And I think that that conversion rate thing, particularly because you paid for the click, right? If the impressions are low or your click-through rate's low, that's disappointing and that won't help you rank your product, right? But if your clicks are not converting, then you're throwing money out the door, right? I just want to bang people over the head with that. <laughs> so let's, let's, I think we've done that enough so people didn't take us seriously. So let's next thing. So how do we improve the click-through rate? First of all, how do we get those people actually going from seeing our ad to actually clicking through to the actual list? Perfect. The first thing I want to touch on is know that your your traffic also will affect click-through rate. So w whenever you're trying to improve your click-through rate, you want to keep things f fairly even in terms of the ad advertising side. What I mean by that is you don't want to launch 20 new campaigns that you don't know what the click-through rate is because some of them might be good, some of them might be bad, while testing improving your main image because that will give you mixed signals. Partly, you could have a worse conversion rate because of the new campaigns. Partly, your image could be better or could be worse. You can't really tell. So yeah. whenever you're doing a click-through rate or a conversion rate experiment, I like to keep things flat in terms of the ads. So we're spending the same. We're like, okay, what are the factors that affect our click-through rate? The factors that affect the click-through rate are your main image, your price, your reviews and your star rating, your title, if you have a coupon, a lightning deal or something on there, the speed of the shipping. So is it gonna is it standard FBA, next day shipping, two day shipping? And if you have a Amazon's choice bas choice badge or bestseller badge. So for the sake of things that we can't control, bestseller badge and Amazon's choice badge, unless you feel like you're very close to the number one in the category, if you are very close to the number one in a sub sub category, like for example, you can do some research. I'm in the hydration powder category. But the electrolyte supplement category, subcategory, has a, the number one has a much bigger BSR, so it's easier to win. And I'm close to them. Yeah, that then it becomes a strategy. And I'm going to go and like really spend a lot of money, not profitably, just to increase my revenue. Because at that point, I know that once I get the bestseller badge, my, my sales will skyrocket. And then I can taper down my ads or I probably don't even need to touch the ads because alone my sales will go up and my ad spend will become profitable. And Great. so that's so the only key. Yeah. Let's just touch on that one. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to see how realistically, how important is a bestseller badge? You're implying that if you spend quite a bit of money, even not profitably to get it, but once you've got it, it's really worthwhile. Does it translate into real profit shape? Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it will two times, three times, four times your revenue. Okay. Like very overnight. Right. Yeah. So it is very, it's one of those things, but it's also, I don't like to talk about it too much because it's very hard. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not already doing 150,000 or 200,000 with one product. And then the top one in the category is like doing 280 and you're like, okay, cool. I just need 80K more and I am just going to push the pace and I have inventory ready on hand and I'm ready to do this because also a lot of the times we do get the bestseller badge and then our clients are like, yeah, like we ran out of inventory. I'm like, dude, why did we even waste our money? Not now you lose the profit. So that's, I just wanted to mention that because it's one of the factors that are affecting with the Amazon's Choice Badge, I wouldn't lose sleep over it. Not really that important. You're going to have an Amazon's Choice Badge for your brand name. So maybe just to have a bunch of people find you by your brand name and buy from you. And you can get the Amazon's Choice Badge for your brand name easily. Then we look at, okay, what are the biggest levers we can pull? If you're FBA and if you're stocked well, 
that's taken care of. Now you have your main image, your title, your price, and your reviews. So reviews, you're, you have a strategy. You're always getting more reviews. I use a software that does automates the request review button. I, Michael, I'm not sure if you use a software too, but you can mention it. But there's a host of softwares, Ecom Engine, Sellerize, whatever. All they do is they're going to automate, like after someone gets your product by a few days, they're going to request a review from them. Amazon will send them an email. So that takes care of reviews. We also have other ways of getting reviews, but they're not within terms of service. So I don't need to mention them. <laughs> yeah. And we go into, okay, price and main image. Those are some very big ones. So you can do a coupon test. You can do a $5, $10, 5%, 10%, whatever, 25% with percentage coupons or with coupons in general. I noticed that you will get half opting in for the coupon on average. So if you do a $50 coupon or a 50% coupon, that's about a 25% coupon because only half the people will use it who click on it, who will click to use it. But I guess you have to clip it twice and people don't realize that. And so there's a 50% drop off. That is one lever you can use to improve your click-through rate. So make sure that you have a tracking sheet or a tracking software. We use MyRealProfit and we have Trivium's own intellectual property in there of our tracking sheet. If you want it, reach out. But I also have an empty template like in Excel. And you just say, okay, I'm spending $100 a day consistently. Now I'm going to add a 5% coupon. What's my click-through rate going to change to? So it was 0.1%. And then over a week on average, it was 0.1. Now it's 0.15 or 0.13. Okay, solid. Let's keep that 5% coupon and let's try something else. Sometimes the coupon gets fatigued then you have to switch it with a different coupon or whatever. The other thing is also price changes. So you can go straight from like a $30 to a $25. And then your click-through rate might go up so much that you go from a 0.1 to a 0.3 that it results in so many more clicks and so many more sales that yes, you are less profitable per sale, but you're getting so many more sales that your profit is higher. And also that comes with the benefit of if you have higher sales velocity, you're going to get more reviews because a certain percentage of the sales turn into reviews, but that also impacts your cash flow and your cash flow cycle and your inventory management, supply chain, all of that stuff. So another thing to keep in mind. So that's price. And then we go into the big one. And the big one is main image. This is the one that we spend the most amount of money on. But the way that we do this is we go to productopinion.com. Product opinion is similar to Big Foo. It's a, like a split testing platform. But the reason I like them is that I can go in there, give them my product or give them the search page and say, which one would you click on and why? And they will do a video explaining to you this one. It seems scammy, that one actually. And then they talk about your one and you realize, wow, they think my image is ugly. They don't, they didn't know right off the bat that this was an, a hydration product. I'm like, wow, that's so in my face. That's so stupid. Like, why haven't I figured this out? You take that feedback, you change your main image. Now, a lot of people are like, man, I have the same product. Like, it's going to take me like 8, 12 months to change my product. You don't need to change your product like that. You need to find a way to incorporate something in your main image that is not going to be that detectable if your product arrives different. So, for example, my product is an electrolyte powder and it says pre and intra workout. A lot of people are telling me that's confusing. So, what I can do is I can remove that statement, put sugar-free hydration because people are like, I wanted, I didn't know that this was a hydration product. I thought it was a pre-workout. And I'm like, let's switch that statement. How many people, if they got the product and they saw pre and intro workout are going to even remember or care? They know that they're, what the product is. This is the hydration powder that I'm getting and they're going to open it and use it. And so those are the things to think about. And th there's a lot of other things like, uh, this is a simple hydration one. We're talking like 
If you have like a kit or a case, the way you demonstrate the product, is it standing up? Is it to the side? Does it have depth? Do you maybe in, it's like a pot, you show the pot, but inside of the pot, there's a red line that says like 24 inches. And so you can very easily see that this is a 24 inch pot, things like that. And that could be actually a real line in your product, but no one knows. And if they get it without the line in the pot, they're probably going to be thankful for it. So those are ways that, and what we do this testing, first, the people tell us what what it is, right? They tell us like, I wouldn't buy your, I wouldn't click on this product because of this, or I would click on this other product because of that. Then we create the new image. Then we test it again. And we'll go between like a, tell us why you wouldn't click versus like a voting, like which one would you click on and why? And so if we're if we're like first time, which one would you click on and why? 10% of the people click on us versus like the whole thing, the whole, like the other three competitors. Then we reiterate, now it's 35%. Then we iterate again, and now it's 52%. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm winning everyone else. Everyone else is like 10 or whatever, 12%, and we're 50. Now now I'm confident. I'll take that image, and I can. you can do one of two things. You can do a manage my experiments on Amazon to get the A-B testing, but I have some suspicions that their data is not the most accurate. So the realest way of doing it is I'm spending $100 a day, Week one, my, my cook thread is 0.1%, put the new image and then watch what happens in week two. Week two, by the end of the week two, $100 spend the day, I'm at 0.25% cook thread. There we go. That is going to significantly, you also might see an uptake in your ad spend because your cook thread improved. So you also have to, it's also, it's almost like, like it's this thing that this affects this effect, this sort of thing. So having a higher cook rate will obviously result in a better spend. So you want to try and be as controlled as possible with your spending to drive the same amount of traffic overall, but then more people will be clicking on you. And at that right. point, you're like, okay, cool. This worked. Now I'm getting more people coming to the listing. Brilliant. And so it's just want to double check what that polling software was. Did you say it's PickFu or are you using something different? Product Opinion. Product, product Opinion my, okay. is the main software that we use. Okay, great. That's just worth it because it sounds like quite an important part of your process. Okay. And it's well, very affordable. It's like very cheap. I think it's 80 bucks and you get a lot of different polls and stuff like that. Okay, great. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. So you were saying Amazon experiments you don't necessarily trust. It's weird how inaccurate Amazon is about its data on its own platform. Sometimes, or maybe it knows all of it and doesn't share. It's a bit like the Communist Party in China. Sometimes they don't measure. Sometimes they do measure and lie. So who knows? But yeah, so you're suggesting to simply do week one, this price or this, yeah, this image, sorry. And then week two, second image, week three, third image, just simple. Yeah, it, exactly. Okay. And honestly, like I've seen Amazon will send us a recommendation and there's one of the pages on Amazon and they gave us category conversion rates and that they said that in the, like our category, a product that's between 30 to $50 has a 67% conversion rate. And I'm like, dude, what are they saying? 67% conversion rate in supplements, like 67% conversion rate. And then for $200 plus, they had like a 47% conversion rate. I said, okay, this is, I work with a lot of brands with higher price points. And the two, 3% is like amazing. 4% phenomenal. So that they saying 47% just sounds ridiculous. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 418. So th then I started looking at the data more and more like closely. And I'm like, you know what? I honestly don't know if I trust, if I trust it. Like it, it just, it's hard to trust the data. So. Anyways, now we go into conversion rate. Now, once you have a system and you have a system of improving click-through rate, the second portion of that is, okay, how do we improve a conversion rate? 
a lot of the things that you're doing for click through rate will do it. So the main image is the same thing, the price, all of that stuff. But then the next thing that I would go is rest of images. The rest of images is a very important one. I think most Amazon shoppers are buying through the images. And because of the videos that we get from Product Pinion, we see that the first thing that they do is they look at the main image, they click, they like, they read the title. Okay, I know what this product is. And then they go and they search through the images. It's the first thing that they do. They, so they see like the main image, the price and the star rating and the reviews. And then they go and look at the images and tells you that images are very important. The position, it, it matters. So try bringing this one to position two, this one to position three. Try all of these different tests. And then again, you can use product opinion and say, go through the images of these different products or go through the images of my product. Tell me why you wouldn't buy me or go to the images of these three different products and which one would you buy and why? And if they say, oh, because this one says that it's made in the USA, because this one says this and that, and then you're like, okay, cool. Now I understand that they care a lot about made in the USA. They care a lot about affordability. They care a lot about making sure that the claims are actually backed by like some science or whatever. Whatever your product is, you have to obviously change it too. But I do my supplement all the time. So that's why I know. And then we work on the rest of the images, one experiment at a time, and then one week minimum for data. So it's going to be so enticing to try new main image, cut my price down, add a coupon, da -da -da -da, do all of this stuff at once. You're not going to get good data. So if you're a scientist, you know that you don't mix 20 different chemicals at once and try and figure out what, which one does what, right? If you're a scientist, you're like, okay, I have this thing. I'm going to add this one thing. Okay, cool. I'm going to add this one thing and then increase the temperature. Okay. I'm going to add this one thing, increase the temperature and then add this other thing. And they do one thing at a time and they monitor and see what happens. And that's how you have to be essentially like a, a scientist, an Amazon scientist. After main images, I'm looking at bullet points. Bullet points is a great one for SEO, but also is a great one to, at least in the first sentence, to talk about the benefits, why it matters to the customer and how their life is going to be better after buying their product. So make sure that you really can relate why their life is going to be better. And you can always test those things. Under that, you can test having virtual bundles. I've seen virtual bundles improve conversion rate because they push down competitors below the fold. And it also takes more real estate showcasing your product. Then beyond that, do some brand protection. If you have multiple products, target your own products so to protect them from leaving competitors. That could improve conversion rate, not 100%, but you should always have it. Then under that, we have the enhanced brand content. So that's where I like to add the product to the brand enhanced brand content, which is it's like a banner where you can swipe to the right and it's all clickable. And that one is a great one to showcase the story of the brand. You can change different elements. You can change the hook, whatever, and see how that works. Then you move into the regular enhanced brand content. And the way that it should read is all like selling points, selling point one, selling point two, selling point three, why your life is going to be better. Number one, why your life is going to be better. Number two, what makes us better than everyone else and so on. Again, modular, you can change, you can pick the top one and you can try three different images, see which one is the best. Try And sometimes it might not make a difference. And then you try the second image, three different ones, which one is the best. And again, it might not make a huge difference. Then I like to move to videos. So videos are very important. If you can showcase your product being used so that people can feel like they're in the shoes of the, like the owner of the product, if it's a microphone, like a podcast mic. And you're like, here's how I set it up. Here's my voice before. Here's my voice after stuff like that. That really makes a huge difference and can convince people to buy. So you can test adding different videos. Then I move to questions. 
always adding more and more questions that answer frequently asked questions. If you can build an FAQs, that would be amazing. I like to shoot for 100 questions. And I like to add keywords because I know that those questions do index with Amazon. And at least think about it this way. People are asking questions with a keyword. So make sure that you're addressing all of that stuff. I think, uh, oh, and the final thing is also in the images, you also want to have videos there. So make sure that you're adding videos and make sure that you're switching the order of the videos to see which video, you know, when watched first will produce the highest conversion rate. And again, this all ties back to having really good analytics, monitoring your conversion rate, putting like a comment, hey, on this date, I improved this thing. On that date, I improved that thing. And then being able to be a scientist and saying, okay, on, on Friday, January 27th, I changed this, my main image. I changed my video and then waiting and monitoring. Click through it before was, or and conversion rate before was 21%, conversion rate after 23%. Great. And you're looking for that 2% growth. 2% plus 2% plus 2% plus 2% over a year makes a huge difference. And so if you're not actively click through it and conversion rate optimizing and have an experiment in line every single week, at least try one once a month. Okay, so this is a fantastic checklist. So I just want to summarize for the listeners because there's a lot to take in. So conversion rate optimization. So you do what you do for click-through rate optimization, which is basically main image price reviews, right? Insofar as you can do that within terms of service. And if you want to go outside that, then yeah, we all up to you. have our own. We all have our lines where we get there. So conversion rate optimization images, obviously most important. And you're talking about the order of images. So that's really interesting that you don't have to create new assets necessarily. You shuffle the deck. Experimental discipline, man, I'm so glad you mentioned this because the number of clients I have to say to them, it doesn't matter how advanced they are, it seems, but the earlier stage is even worse. I'll see you in a week. You're not allowed to change the price because that's one week and that's data. So ladies and gents, uh, once again, welcome to the Mina Elias show. He's a man who spits out value at a great rate of knots. So let's just take a second to reflect on what we've heard here. So first of all, uh, if you're not optimizing click-through rate and conversion rate, then you are running a very leaky ship, so to speak. And I think that's, you know, really important, um, that you get more people to the listing. If you get the conversion rate, uh, sorry, the click-through rate, right? From the same number of impressions and the conversion rate matters even more to me personally, because you're paying for clicks, the cl pay per click platforms mean that every single click costs you money on that ad driven side. So every single one of those clicks that you can convert is going to put money into your pocket, not Amazon's pocket. Well, I mean, kind of does both. You see what I mean? Um, couple of other things, testing one thing at a time. Wow. If I had a pound for every time I'd said that I'd be quite a rich man, um, already because that's so critical and it's so, so easy. I'm not criticizing anyone for not doing that because it's so incredibly easy to fall into the trap of thrashing around doing a lot of stuff, particularly if things aren't going the way you want and sales are dropping or conversion rates dropping or whatever. I'd so urge you to stick to that discipline. There's lots of other things um, that we've covered today and I think I did a fair summary. So I would say the most important thing is uh, to work through an orderly checklist in an orderly way and be systematic about it. This is statistically based ultimately and you don't have to become a massive maths nerd, but you do need to be orderly and, and uh, structured is my main takeaway, but also take action. Don't be afraid to experiment. Uh, if you don't experiment, you won't improve. And over time, as, as Mina said, 2% times 2% times 2%, you know, can lead to massive 
increases in profit as well as sales, which is the thing we really want, right? So if you need to look at the checklist that we went through today, effectively today's blog post is going to be more or less a checklist. Um, go to 10kcollective.com and we'll give you the exact uh, place to go as well uh, in a second somewhere in, in this podcast. Don't forget to implement this stuff. It's one thing to listen to a podcast. Um, I was reading a very good article by um, Financial Times guy yesterday about podcasts. He's a massive fan of podcasts. was a fairly early adopter and he's saying the trouble is you can listen to it. It's quite soothing, but you don't actually you know do that much or change that much on the back of it. Well, I would urge you to really implement this one if you have an existing Amazon business uh, of any kind, to be honest, but especially anything where you get to control you know, and use ads, this is absolutely going to make you money or at least save you losing money if you implement it. So I'd really, really, really encourage you to go and do something about this. Thanks so much for listening. As ever, if you've enjoyed the content of the show, don't forget to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, you name it, we are there. Thank you so much for listening to the 10K Collective Podcast, part of the amazing FBA family podcast. Speak to you soon. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 418. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective Podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.